Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. Okay, so something that is a super important part, whether you're a designer or developer in your process, is getting feedback on your work. Feedback is something that can like make or break the final product and make the whole like client experience either great or really, really awful. So I am so excited to talk about getting feedback on your work today with Ilya and Lauren. Both of these two went to school for design and worked in the corporate world for several years. They both started businesses doing wedding invitations and now they're both brand designers. They help their clients translate their heart and messages into a strategic brand identity system, and they also run an amazing community for graphic designers to strengthen their skills, receive feedback on their work, and make friendships stronger than Gotham Ultra. So today we're going to chat about getting the right kinds of feedback on your work and how to incorporate it in other projects, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Okay, you guys, so why don't you each take a turn letting us know about yourself, how you got started in your design business, and where you are today. All right, so this is Lauren here, and I started in the corporate world. I did wedding invites on the side for a few years with my mom, who does handmade embellishments for them, but I didn't discover the online business world until about 2014. And that's when I really started doing branding and design for small business owners and I fell in love with the clients. So I was able to leave my day job by December, 2015. I rebranded and relaunched that April, 2016. Hey, this is Ilya and I have a very similar background to Lauren where I worked in corporate for um, several years, got burnt out, got fired and we started my business doing wedding invitations and that started to to feel like it wasn't the right fit. And so I took a break, a year long break to take care of my family and then got this amazing client who had vision and focus like no other person I've ever worked with before. And it was a milestone in my career where I decided that branding was where my talents most made a difference. That is awesome. I love hearing that you guys have like kind of a kind of backgrounds that a lot of our audience will be able to relate with. But I'm curious about like, okay, you're both you both have these brand design businesses. How did you guys decide to like team up? And how did this amazing community that you have come about? I know you have great plans for it. I've loved what you've done so far. So I'd love to kind of just hear about how it happened. Sure. uh, For a while there, I had seen Lauren around in the Facebook groups, really showing up using very sophisticated, very approachable language as a graphic designer. And um, so I wanted to, I just scheduled a coffee chat with her. A few weeks before that, I had been going down to my sister's graduation and an idea hit me like a truck. It's like that inspiration that um, is talked about in Big Magic, where it just hits you. Mm -hmm. And I got this idea and shared it with Lauren that very same day. 
and um, we had our Skype chat and decided to start a business together. And little does she know that I had been planning this a very similar thing to help designers grow and uh, while I was at my day job. And I, that was part of the reason I wanted to leave my the corporate world so that I could start this second business and be able to help designers. So when we met on Skype, it was an instant connection. And then we ended up meeting in person only three weeks later, and we launched our online community at the Savvy Business Experience. Oh, my wow. God. I didn't know it all happened that fast. And like you guys hadn't even met each other like officially and you were already planning all these big things. Three weeks. That kind of sounds familiar, Corey. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so in today's episode, we wanted to dive into, you know, getting feedback on your work, which is obviously a really important part of the design process. Are there any experiences that either of you have had, maybe you've unfortunately gone through them, or maybe it's been a really awesome experience that have kind of shown you how important the feedback process really is? For I think both of us had similar experiences in college where we learned the importance of feedback through going through it with someone else and asking for it. And it was a hard step for me to take when I was a sophomore in college looking to apply for the design program. And I knew I had to have someone look over my portfolio. And he made a bunch of really great suggestions, things like taking a magazine spread and actually putting it on a magazine and taking a photo of it in context instead of just having a flat graphic of it. And his suggestions were what I can pretty much bank on were the reason I got into design school because I was actually number 19 and they took 18, but they had someone drop out halfway through summer before starting. And so I got that position. And without that, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have gotten in. Wow. That's amazing. I, um, I had a very similar experience to Lauren. It, um, I, I, had to apply to design school twice and then when I got in I had this class that wasn't design oriented it was just like a prerequisite that was about teaching you to think conceptually and I didn't know how to think conceptually until that class when our teacher gave us assignment to listen to music and then illustrate it and at that point I was like huh I think I hear chalkboards and I don't know, some other random sounds. And so I drew chalkboards and random sounds. And what he really wanted was for me to draw how the music made me feel. And that was a very important lesson. Without him saying, hey, you can do this assignment again and do it the way that I want you to, I wouldn't be the designer I am today. Dang, that's amazing. So both of you like had these experiences in school before you even started your businesses. Yes. Yeah, our class, our program, we had 18 people and we would have to get feedback from our classmates and our teachers in front of the rest of the class over and over again on our client or not client on our project class projects. And that really prepared me for seeking feedback and being able to take the critical feedback when I was out in the real world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does thicken your skin. So you expect that raw Re, uh, response to the art because it's so subjective um, and so it really prepares you and makes you f not take it so personally. Yeah I'm wondering how like that would have played into my business even if I was used to getting feedback like in school or whatever. Corey did you go through that same kind of thing in school? 
Yep, we would get projects and we would have to pin them up on the board and literally we would go through one by one and we would present our work and then our peers would review them. And this was like in every single class I had. So I had those classes where I, it, it wasn't design and I wasn't very good at those things like um, illustration and that kind of thing. And you're receiving feedback on things that you're like, I know this is crap but you guys still have to tell me how crappy you think it is um, and ways that I can improve it. And I definitely agree with both of them that it is, um, it is a really good way to kind of remove yourself, your emotions from it a little bit. And I think too, it's like, well, geez, if you just got really horrible feedback, then you're like, at least I'm the only one that heard it. Like, it's not presented in front of a room of like 15 of my peers as well as my professor. Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would love to hear you guys, like how that is carried into your businesses. So like, what does your feedback process look like with your clients, like on a typical branding project maybe? And I don't know what stages of the project are you asking for the feedback? What are the what kind of feedback are you looking for? Sure. The more I talk to designers about process, the more I realize that I'm unique and that I get I ask for feedback really very early on. I present sketches to every branding client so that I get their buy-in early and I'm not stuck down the line with beautifully illustrated invested um, computer sketches. Um, so I present them three pencil drawn sketches taken by my phone camera. And then throughout the process at each milestone from pencil sketches to computer sketches, to colors, to, to typography, I get their buy-in. So they feel invested and like they've been a part of the design process all the way through. And I very rarely get a bad or negative, um, response at the end because they've been so integral to the whole process. I start fairly early, but not quite as early as Ilya. So I don't show my sketches. I'm afraid that it'll throw the client off if it's not what it will end up really looking like once it's on the computer. So I, I've done the sketches for maybe one or two people, but that's it. So, but I do like to provide a feedback form with every set of you know mood boards and the logo designs and the brand elements so that i can make sure that i'm guiding the conversation for the feedback so i ask them on a scale of one to five how does this meet the expectations you had and on a scale of one to five how uh, satisfied are you because sometimes it's hard to read they may provide you know tweaks that they want and changes but if they're not fully satisfied from the beginning you could go several rounds in before realizing that things are off. And so finding that out from the beginning, even though it's scary to put it out there that, okay, they could give me a one or a zero on this scale of satisfaction. But to hear that at the beginning would be so much better than to hear that at the end. And then I also have other questions that I just kind of guide them through asking for the feedback to make sure I'm getting everything I need to know to move forward. So something that we have seen 
so much in Facebook groups are design clients crowdsourcing their feedback for what they have gotten from their designer. So they get in a group of thousands of people and they ask for feedback on logo concepts they got or maybe something similar. And I definitely have my opinions on this, but what do you two think about it? Do you think it's bad to have clients doing this? I think that it can be really dangerous for the process because first of all, they don't know these thousands of people that they're asking don't know the background. They don't know the reasons behind the design choices, the foundation, any of the strategy involved. And it depends on whether the person is branding for them and their personality, if they're the face behind their business, or if they're branding for their clients, say it's a product based business that they don't need as much of the facial recognition. They need to be going to their ideal clients, if anyone, but if it's them personally, they should be basing it around their likes, their needs, their brand foundation, and also trusting their designer because we made these decisions for a reason and we want the best for our clients. So crowdsourcing with people who just pick A or B with no explanation is just going to leave them more confused. It is. And we spend so much time in the beginning just trying to figure out who the, our clients, ideal clients are. And it's just to shape the conversation. And if you're shaping the conversation to fit, fit their ideal client and they're talking to a wide variety of people, they're just going to get confused. And they're not going to get the answers that they need. I just imagine, I don't do design, I do development. And I just imagine you guys being so frustrated. Like if your client comes back to you and you can tell that that's what happened, like just scrolling through the Facebook threads where you see this happening, like people who think they know it all about design are like, oh, this font doesn't work well. You should use this one instead. And, you know, someone else has some crazy feedback on the logo. It's like, oh, I can like my heart rate just rises for you guys. With how frustrating <laughs> that has to be. What's <laughs> funny is that. Yeah, what's funny is that it's not always people posting this stuff in Facebook groups. I have had clients before say, well, I asked my whole entire family and five of my best friends and three random people that I saw at Target today. So, <laughs> and you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's like when I designed my logo, I showed it to my family and not really seeking their feedback. But my dad, he looks at it and he goes, well, that's just Times New Roman. Like, no, dad, this is a carefully curated, expensive serif font that I purchased specifically to fit my brand. <laughs> We're dad. Yeah. Hi, dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so we all agree this is super annoying. Do you guys have any processes in place to make sure your clients don't go the crowdsourcing route, or do you just kind of hope that they don't? I, I totally do, and I don't. It's not a formal process at, at all, but I feel like I've narrowed down my clients so thoroughly that, and that they want a intimate process. And though, so they trust my sensibilities and they come to me first for feedback nine times out of 10. I don't present my opinion when I present the concepts, but they're like, okay, this is what I like, but what do you like? What's your thoughts on this? Which one is your favorite? So no, I don't have processes, but I don't also don't have clients saying, you know, mom, dad, person in Target, what do you think? Mm -hmm. They're going to the targeted ideal customer for that. Do you think there's anything specific you do that makes them feel that way? 
I do. I think it's involving them um, in the brand strategy in the beginning, getting to the answers underneath the first answers and um, establishing that trust that I am that person that's going to reflect their best selves. That's amazing. And I can definitely see that you have this like closer connection than most other designers probably would if they're just sending, you know, some quick questionnaires and then getting on with it. They know that you're thinking strategically. They know that you're trying to make their brand stand out and, you know, they trust your expertise. That's amazing. I didn't think of it that way before. Thank you. What about you, Lauren? I don't have any set processes, but I feel like I need to implement them now after talking with you guys. But I agree with Ilya that talking things through with your client will definitely help because I had a client at one point that she, she had shiny object syndrome with her logo and she, we had developed her brand strategy. We had her mood board in place and she kept pulling these logos from other inspiration and sending them to me, wanting me to incorporate that style. And they completely clashed with her mood board, but it was things that she liked and her mom liked and her husband liked. So I had to get on the phone with her and just remind her of why we made those decisions in the first place, why we set the mood board look and feel to where we did. And that really helped her ease into her brand and remember why we're doing it the way we did and why we chose those fonts and that style so that they feel comfortable with their brand and don't have to go to other people for advice. Love yeah, that. it's all about confidence and confidence in yourself and what you're offering and getting to the real answers of why. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so I think one thing that definitely comes to light even more when clients end up crowdsourcing but is definitely relevant regardless is all of the different types of feedback that you can receive throughout your design process. Some is going to be amazing and it's going to be all really positive. Some will be constructive and then some can be downright negative. So do you guys have any tips for staying open to all of the different kinds of feedback and then putting what you're getting into action? in your design projects? I think the first thing to keep in mind is for people to know who they're getting the feedback from because that can definitely change things of whether it is negative and constructive or whether it's positive and just this is amazing. They need to know who they're turning to and turn to the right people. They need to be speaking to their ideal clients and if they do have a small group of people that they could turn to that are ideal clients, that would be stronger feedback than turning to their family because my mom and my sister think everything I design is amazing. So that feedback (laughs) is not going to be helpful. But when I turn to my clients or my small group of design friends and ask them for critical feedback, they're going to point out certain things. So recently I had designed a logo that I didn't realize because I was too close to the project and a little bit of tunnel vision that the O's, in my in the logo had little dots in them and they kind of ended up looking like boobs. <laughs> so I needed someone to point that out to me that had a designer eye that could point out that this maybe I should tweak that a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was awesome. actually <laughs> there was actually a, a time when I wasn't able to turn to my sister who I turned to for everything for for business advice because she was an entrepreneur herself and I couldn't ask her for 
constructive feedback of any of the logos I designed. She didn't like any of them. So definitely not my ideal client for a short time. Now it's changed some, but, um, but yeah, feedback is really tough from family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have this amazing client and we were, uh, we were sitting in a face fit to face meeting and just ripping paper. And it was the best kind of feedback because we ripped the paper of all of the logos concepts I had presented and put them back together like puzzle pieces to create the vision she had in her head. And that was amazing. That does sound amazing. Just being open to hearing it and not taking offense. You know, you have to realize that design is subjective and that sometimes the client knows best for their business. And we can try to stand our ground as much as possible. But in the end, it's their design. It's their brand. And we have to have them fall in love with it or they're going to want to change it in a year. And that can really shake their business and their brand foundation. Yeah, design Mm -hmm. takes a lot of humility of realizing it's not about us as the artist, but our clients as the person that's going to take this design and use it in their everyday life. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang, there's a lot of good stuff in there, guys. (laughs) So I guess kind of right along with that, what if you have a client that's giving you the wrong kind of feedback? Maybe they're like nitpicking or they're trying to like guide the process rather than letting you guys be creative. They're trying to guide it into their vision or whatever that means. Um, How do you, you know, go back and address that client and help them start giving you the right kind of feedback after that's happened? Always a conversation. No doubt, just talking to them, getting to uh, understand where they're coming from, knowing that they might have a different perspective from you, um, and and being able to bounce those ideas off of the push and the pull and the friction of the creative process is what makes a design really great. Um, And so stepping back and realizing, you know, and listening to what your clients are saying is really important. For sure. And I think just guiding the conversation and being the one to pull it back and say, how do you feel about this? And why do you feel this way? And sometimes when they talk it out to themselves, that's when they start realizing whether they're on track or not. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. At the end of the day, it comes back to just making sure you're having those conversations, even if sometimes it's hard I think to say, hey, we need to take a second and really talk about this with your clients. But um, I think it is really important to make sure that you're you're having those tough conversations um, with your clients. Okay, so let's assume that crowdsourcing isn't happening. You have an awesome client who is giving you the exact feedback that you need. How is that kind of insight from your client going to impact your work? This is similar to what I was saying before about that client that gave me the amazing feedback where we were tearing the paper and the logo was on all different pieces. And it was the best feedback I've ever gotten from anyone because I was able to um, create a whole new logo from what I had presented based on what she said that she wanted. Her vision came to life in front of her and we work together to this day. That's amazing. 
I think it's awesome when you do get that really good, strong feedback because it allows you to shape the brand. Things go smoother. It'll go a lot faster overall and everybody will enjoy the client experience a lot better. Mm-hmm. She talks about it all the time. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's like a really unique thing that you two did. So that would stand, that stands out to me and I wasn't even there. Like, that's incredible that you guys did that. So I'm curious, what top piece of advice would you give to anyone listening who's currently struggling with their feedback process? So maybe they're having trouble getting their clients to really dig in and give their own opinion. Maybe they don't know how to ask, like maybe the designer doesn't know how to ask for feedback in the first place, or maybe they're just not sure how to get the right kind of feedback from the right people. How would you, what was the top tip you would give people struggling like this? I'd say first to go to your design friends and pretend that they're your client even and present your design concepts to them. It'll help you build that confidence in presenting your work and it'll help you learn what questions you should be asking to guide the conversation because that's Mm -hmm. the important part is being the one that's in control and not letting the client take it way out of line with what direction you want to head in. That is something that I tell Elevate and Cultivate designers all the time is that you have control of the, of the client experience. You get to decide who and when and where and how this happens. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of new designers especially kind of lose sight of. Like when their client does something they don't want them to, they already mm-hmm. feel like they're not in control from the very beginning. And then they kind of let that shape everything going forward and just kind of lose it all together. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you guys and your amazing design processes that you have been talking about today and just keep up with what you're doing both individually and together? Yeah, um, our group is Facebook backslash, or is it forward slash, forward slash groups slash elevate.cultivate. And you can find us on Instagram the same, Elevate.Cultivate. And then Lauren is Legacy Loft on alt platforms. And I am, um, you can find all my links at cnv.com. And that's c-e-e-and-v-e-e.com. Love it. Thank you guys so much for being on today. I know our visitors are going to learn so much from you. We Thank really you appreciate so your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We had so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.